Chapter Four of Prisoner of the Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Siobhan McAlpin. Prisoner of the Mill by Harry Hazelton. Chapter Four Nettleton's Adventure in a Noose. Some Important Information the surprise of walker was very great at the unexpected movement of nettleton his sword flashed from its scabbard and he made a half-pass at his breast but checking himself he said william i can forgive you in consideration of your grief and i spare you that you may assist in the care of miss hayward curse him he muttered to himself i would strike the infernal dog dead at my feet but the act would only place a greater barrier between me and my prize miss hayward he added aloud you will always find me ready and most anxious to serve you miss hayward will not for lack of friends sir replied alabama in a tone of contempt captain walker i shall place the prisoner in your charge you will forward at once these words were spoken by the colonel walker bit his lip and was silent he then commanded the guard to forward muttering as he did so the second most agreeable job. I'll refrench myself upon him. As the guard formed around Lieutenant Wells, he turned to Miss Hayward and said, Oh, dear lady, you have inadvertently confessed that you have some regard for me. This is not the time to speak of such things, but I will now say to you that which has never before passed my lips, excepting to your brother. I love you with a devotion, ardent as it is pure and holy and that by love i swear and beg you to believe that i have never harmed your brother miss hayward turned toward him and made a movement as if to reach his side but walker held aloft the bloody knife which met her gaze and with a shudder she turned to alabama forward cried walker and edward wells the once popular officer and general favorite was urged on bound and guarded charged with and generally believed guilty of the foulest of crimes but yesterday he was on the road to honor and fame now he was marching forward to a disgraceful death the entire division was soon in motion nettleton now approached miss hayward and said miss mamie I am going to do all for you that such a dark I mean, a chap as me can do, but I'm feared I ain't much. But you're going now where there ain't no danger, and if you please, I'm going to stay behind and hunt for the captain. Oh, thank you, William, sobbed Miss Hayward. How can I ever repay you, dear friend? Don't, don't, said William. A choking sensation came over him, and, unable to say more, he turned away, only to be comforted by Miss Sally Long, who placed her hands upon his shoulders and said, "'William, if you find the captain, I'll love you dearly.' Nettleton started back, opened his eyes wide, so he did his mouth, as if attempting to speak. His lower jaw wagged two or three times, but no sound was heard. Then turning his eyes, he saw the gaze of all fixed upon him, and started off suddenly upon a run exclaiming as he did so who ever thought it possible that i should ever be loved by sally such a darn skunk a, a sweet gal i mean nettleton did not pause until he had overtaken the colonel of whom he requested permission to remain and make a more thorough search for his captain no william was the reply 
we will not be a mile distant before the enemy's scouts will be here and you will be taken prisoner no fear they don't notice such as me but your uniform will be sufficient oh i always go prepared i have another suit under this one that i got from the bushwhack i laid out the other night as he come nosing up around captain hayward's trap ground and i shall put that on top well do as you like but be careful nettleton waited for no other words but turning proceeded at once to the spot where hayward received the fatal stab he sat down for a time silent and mournful gazing into the water he then commenced a scrutinizing search he became satisfied that the body could not have floated down the river on account of the shallowness of the water he crossed the stream searched upon the opposite bank and there found the footprints of a number of men he followed the tracks and found that two persons had descended into the river and out again near the same spot he took the measurements of each impression in the mud and then exclaimed i'll be darned if lieutenant wells boot made any of them marks i know how it is captain must have come here last night to think and some of them darn rebel skunks come up behind him suddenly and killed him and then two of them crossed over got his body and brought it back and that accounts for the tracks in and out of the water but what did they want with him if he were dead perhaps he wasn't quite killed and they took him prisoner i'll follow these tracks anyway Nettleton followed up the footmarks until they merged into the turnpike which was so cut up with travel as to prevent him tracing them further he now returned to the fatal spot bending down he examined the earth still red with blood something appeared to interest him and creeping on his knees he followed a footprint to the edge of the stream here was the impression of two boots side by side in the mud nettleton gazed upon them for a few moments his breast heaved violently he clenched his hands and at last said i've blacked them boots i know em well there is the impression of two hearts in the mud and there ain't but what pair of boots in our camp that has two hearts made with nails in the ball of each foot oh you darn something caught the eye of nettleton in the water he sprung in and secured it it proved to be a handkerchief which bore a name upon the corner he gazed upon it a moment and said the man as had them boots stood in them tracks washed himself in that river he wiped his handkerchief and that threw it in the water folks as washes the evidence of murder off their hands don't wash in the river throw away the wiper and then take a tin pot of bloody water to what the devil are you doing here nettleton turned to behold a party of six horsemen who had suddenly approached him in his anxiety he had forgotten to change his clothing that is to cover his blue uniform with the rough gray suit he wore underneath so you were a yankee soldier exclaimed one of the party no i ain't i'm a darn skunk this reply on the ungainly appearance of nettleton caused a laugh throughout the entire party you're not a yankee soldier then what are you doing in that uniform nettleton looked at his dress and for the first time became conscious that he had not changed it he however instantly replied i am a spy for the general what general general price to be sure this created another fit of merriment just as if the likes of you would be employed as a spy why you don't even know enough to last you half a mile that's just the reason why i am a spy i am such a darn skunk that no one pays any attention to me 
have you been in the yankee camp here yes have you a confederate uniform under that blue yes replied nettleton throwing off his coat and exposing the gray to what company and regiment do you belong no company i go on my own hook you know general price yeah very well have you ever been in his camp often describe him nettleton had on one occasion accompanied a party of disguised union officers into the very camp of price while that general held possession of the upper osage one of the officers being detected and wounded was borne along with the retreating rebel army from the osage to springfield and nettleton had followed on for the purpose of rendering assistance if possible his apparent stupidity prevented suspicion and he had been one of the leading spirits in a rescue which afterward occurred he was in consequence not only known to general price himself but to a large number of his officers and men and hence it was very desirable for him to avoid the main army he supposed that he could deceive his captors or effect his escape and the shadowy thought that captain hayward might have been seized and borne toward the rebel quarters at once decided his course he gave an accurate description of price good answered one of the party it is evident you are a spy i find you on the spot the yankees have just left you have their uniform and ours under it so far that looks well you know you have perfectly described our general that renders it certain you have seen him now one of two things is certain you are a yankee spy and have been in our camps with that gray uniform outside and then communicated your information to your general or you're a confederate spy who just having been to the yankee camp must have some important information for our general in either case we shall conduct you to him if you are his man then you will be all right and if you are not then you will be hung within a half hour after your arrival you understand i first thought of going on to springfield but i think i have all the information necessary and i have made up my mind to return i halted here a moment to change my dress and to look for a yankee officer who was supposed to be killed last night but i think he was only badly wounded and may yet be found alive in the tall grass look for him these words were spoken by nettleton in an apparent cheerful tone oh you mean the captain who was stabbed last night yes yes do you know anything of him you appear especially anxious mr what's your name i am anxious replied nettleton fiercely he insulted me and i would be revenged don't trouble yourself he'll catch it soon enough he was not killed but was taken out of the water by us who struck the blow yelled nettleton not one of our party we were concealed upon the opposite bank we could not see the murderer strike for it was too dark but we saw the body thrown in the stream and saw the stabber wash himself in the river we would have fired upon him but we were afraid of rousing the yanks we waited until he left the body after throwing it into the stream and then we recovered it the man was still alive he had only fainted from loss of blood we dressed his wound as well we could and then conveyed to him a house on the other side of the pike he will recover but colonel price is in a special spite against him he met him once at springfield so when he recovers he will be hung where is he now asked nettleton a little house not fifty rods from here and just on the other side of the pike without a word nettleton bounded like a deer in the direction the federal forces had taken 
but a dozen shots were fired after him and he fell he was soon secured when it was ascertained that one bullet had cut the neck badly and another had struck the ankle although it had not broken the bone he was still able to walk and after being bound he was dragged forward towards cassville a march of forty miles was almost too much for even the tough nettleton more especially as he had received a severe shot in the ankle but he bore up firmly and at last arrived to the outskirts of the rebel camp he had become very lame and rolled about like a ship in a heavy sea as he entered the camp many were the jeers and taunts which hailed the specimen of the yankee soldier nettleton made no reply although his countenance bespoke his contempt he was now near the quarters of price by thunder yelled one of the confederate soldiers that is the very fellow who fooled us at springfield hang him hang him an explanation was soon made and nettleton's fate appeared certain as a drumhead court-martial had already been convened sentence was soon given the yankee spy was to be hung upon the spot a rough scaffolding was formed under a large tree and a rope with the fatal noose attached thrown over a limb nettleton ascended the platform in silence although his face trembled i never saw a yankee that yet did not fear to die exclaimed one of the bystanders then you see one now you darn skunk replied nettleton why do you tremble then asked the confederate i was thinking of the captain and his poor sister mamie <laughs> this booby's in love a romantic spy and the idol of his passion is called mamie you lie you dog yelled nettleton i only what is all this asked a stately-looking officer who had just approached and before whom all the rest fell back a spy general was the response why was he not brought to my quarters because rains offered a drumhead court-martial release the man until i have conversed with him nettleton was released and as he descended from the scaffolding he was recognized by general price we have met before asked price yes general we have was the prompt reply of nettleton what were you doing in my camp the first time we met serving my captain who i love good what are you doing here now that will require considerable explanation added nettleton go on said price well general some darn skunk murdered my captain and when our troops left grand prairie on their return to springfield i remained behind to search for his body i am no spy but you said you were a spy serving general price replied one of these soldiers who had brought nettleton to the rebel camp how can you explain this asked price well you see general miss sally no i mean miss mamie that's captain's sister will break her poor heart and die of grief if she can't learn something about her brother the darn skunks has arrested me told me that captain hayward was not killed besides this as nice as a darn sk i mean as good a man as ever lived and one who loves miss sally no uh, that miss sally keeps running in my head one as loves miss mamie is accused of murdering the captain but i know better for i found proof enough to convict the right one i wanted to tell mamie that sally darn sally that her brother was not dead and to clear lieutenant wells and convict him of the one that did his deed so i told them sneaks as how i was a spy in hopes that they'd leave me alone 
would you give any information you may have gleaned here if i should set you free i ain't no darn skunk general honor is honor bright with me what have you seen here a lot of the darndest stap heads i ever met if i should set you free will you fight against me like the devil the first time we meet in fair play why do you wear that gray suit under your uniform because captain's always getting himself into some scrape and i have to hunt him up sometimes i have to go among the johnnies to do it and then the blue ain't healthy will you ever act as a spy upon me if i let you go not unless captain does but i'm his bodyguard she'll go everywhere he does if i can what is your name william nettleton well william i think we shall be obliged to hang you all right general answered nettleton stepping upon the scaffolding again and the darn sneaks shan't say they never seen a yankee die bravely but general let me ask you one favor you don't want to see a good fellow shot for what he didn't do and a murderer go clear do you certainly not then all i ask is that you send this handkerchief to colonel mann and tell him that the murderer didn't wash in a basin in his tent but in the river and then threw his wiper away and that the guilty one has two hearts made with nails on the sole of each boot and then tell sally no mamie that the captain is uh lieutenant wells and walker the skunk when i'm dead that sally no, no captain won't think of poor nettleton and oh stop stop william i can never recollect all this you had better go yourself and attend to the matter <gasps> what general do you mean it cried william as he sprung from the scaffold and gazed earnestly at price on one condition i will permit you to go well what is it that as soon as you have given your evidence in the court-martial which will probably be ordered you will return at once and be hung i'll do it i'm a loafer if i don't you swear it yes by the great jumpin jingo and sally long's tearful eyes the guard will see this man safely beyond our lines said price speaking to one of his officers and furnish him a pass and a horse let one of our men accompany him to the federal lines and bring back the animal which william will ride nettleton rushed forward and grasping the hand of price shook it violently and exclaimed as he took his lead general price ye ain't such a darn sneak as i thought you was end of chapter four